welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we're really excited today to be talking with Natasha Wilson, who's the star of Single and Ready to Jingle. It's just coming up on Lifetime channel. And uh, thank you so much, Natasha, for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm excited to talk to the fans. Uh, I'm excited to answer any questions you might have. And I have no bars. So okay, cool. good. Okay, good. Well, what we like to do with new guests to the podcast is get a chance to get to know you. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how, what inspired you to get attacking? Oh, whew, that is a good question. So, <laughs> uh, what inspired me to get into acting? I think, I think acting, um, it's about art uh-huh. and about truth. And it's about the necessity to tell the truth. And from an authentic place. So I don't think it was necessarily acting that I wanted to get into. I think I just wanted to live in a way that just told the truth. Mm-hmm. Told the truth with music or with, you know, design or painting or, you know, but just expressed something that c- came through me to be yeah. delivered. And so with acting, it, it, it did, it started off as, I don't even know, honestly, it just kind of happened in, in, uh, when I was really young, uh, I was a kid, and it just was something it, for me. I grew up in such a strict environment that mm-hmm. it was a way to be somebody else without getting in trouble for it mm-hmm. because I was acting. So that to me was the freedom of expression. And then after that, it it you know it, it became a career just by chance, and it was something I fought for a very long time because in my household, you know, growing up, you don't you don't you don't become an actress, you know, mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't go in that direction. But, um, but years ago, I just, I let, I let it, mm-hmm. it is. You know, so did you, did you like do plays and stuff in high school oh, yeah. or was that? Yeah, yeah I did. I did, um, I did theater. I always, I was always very interested in, in theater arts and music, you know, um, that's kind of how it, it did kind of start along those lines I remember being you know the youngest one to take over uh, a play that this uh, one of the older kids at school you know they'd been notoriously in every school play and then I came along I was the new kid and she became my understudy and it was like what? yeah and that's when they, they were, it, you know and the th- theater teacher was like yeah well this is you know this is your this is your time and that's when uh, I realized that I might have some ability mm-hmm. yeah so do you remember the play what it was arsenic in the old lace yeah. <laughs> hilarious yeah. yeah oh that's good I just saw that not too long ago in like August oh really yeah Where? yeah oh yeah yeah I love live theater oh what yeah. did you see? where did you see it where were they it was just a local small theater company here in Utah in uh, Bluffdale, about five minutes from my house. Uh, it, it was really cool because they, it was an outdoor theater because this was in the summer and the whole thing was free, which is crazy, <laughs> you know, free. Yeah. And they gave, uh, they gave popcorn and snow cones during intermission. I was like, this is great. Oh, so it cost them money to put it on. What yeah. is- we what is we, it must have been a charity or something yeah it was just like a community event you know kind of a thing like, oh that's so great yeah, it was fun it was fun but I that's a very funny play I think it's it's I mean the movie's fun enough you know with with Cary Grant and everything but I think the play is even even funnier oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah mm-hmm. and I just remember doing it and being like the youngest 
one in the whole play and and Mortimer, the guy who played Mortimer, uh, was my best friend's older brother. And he was okay. really tall and really gorgeous. And I was like, you know, and I had to jump into his arms. And I remember, yeah. you know, just, just going like, is this really happening right now? <laughs> this is great. I can do this forever. But yeah, it was, it was just such an amazing experience. And to also, you know, to be in math class, but yet I'd have my my, my, my play, you know, my script, playbook, and I would just be memorizing, memorizing, yeah. I can't screw up, I can't screw this up, and, uh, and, and that's all I focused on, I was obsessed with uh, just yeah. making sure I didn't screw up, because it was such a big responsibility that they trusted me with, and I thought they saw more in me than, than I had seen in myself, you know, at the time, so I really didn't want to screw it up, and I didn't yeah. want to disappoint anyone, but yeah, it was a- I mean, if you got that understudy, <laughs> she quit, she <laughs> you got that person that's itching for the role you gotta you gotta nail it I mean (laughs) that's funny I think I think everything in divine timing when it's your time you know it happens and there's a lot of grace you know to that so Mm -hmm. I do feel grateful that uh, everything kind of lined up like that do you remember your first role on camera that you ever had yes uh it oh that's a tough one because the way things kind of unraveled for me were very just by chance. I wasn't Mm -hmm. auditioning. I wasn't actively trying to become an actress. It just always came to- Did you grow up in Los Angeles? I grew up in New York and- Okay, New York. And Vancouver, Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah, and a little bit in Montreal and Toronto, but predominantly New York, born and raised. And then Mm -hmm. the rest of it was uh, mostly Vancouver, Canada. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I guess you can say I was kind of discovered and asked to come and visit, you know, a set that was built for a mini series. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. Uh, it was called Christie. It was like a biblical series that uh, Pax Network was doing here. It, it was they were do they they were an American network, and they were filming in Vancouver. They had oh, built- like Christie with Kelly Martin, Christie. I don't know. Oh, it's okay. Because <laughs> I love that series. It's so good. It- uh it was a mini series and it was like yeah. a premiere day type of series yeah 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 oh there you That's go it. yeah amazing lauren lee smith played the lead um and she and i remember just, oh maybe something different then uh but yeah. but yeah and uh i i know christy at least it's a famous book okay well it yeah was um my friend Tim Johnson was was actually created the show and was and was a repping the network he was like the network dude and he became my friend I was mm-hmm. working at a restaurant as a bus girl and they were like it was him and somebody else invited me to you know to just come to the set and check it out and I was like oh cool you know I was a teenager and I went and I was just so blown away with the the crew the lighting crew, the, the the camera crew, the the makeup, like everybody was just you know running around with some very important business that they had to do, and that I learned more about, um, like from the crew standpoint. So the director's assistant would pick me up every morning, and I spent two months going there and learning all about uh, how a TV show is made. You know, from a network perspective, from a director perspective, lighting perspective, and I would go knock on Lauren's, you know, trailer and be like, maybe I can um, ask you a couple questions about how you memorized your lines, you know, and that's kind of how it started. I was there so much so often that they threw on some clothes and said, do you want to be an extra? And I'm like, sure, I'm here anyway, 16 hours a day learning. 
And then they said, do you want a line? And I was like, sure, what's my line? And it, and it was, look over there. <laughs> but it got me into the union. And from there, I started acting professionally. Wow, that's, how that's so cool. I was a total kid and it, I did not know what the heck I was doing. I was just going with the flow of life, following the omens. Mm-hmm. That is cool. So that kind of got you started. And then did you start sort of just auditioning? Uh, for, for no, parts. at that point I had, a I had a, a theater teacher, at, you know, in high school who said there was an open call, uh, for all the high schools, you know, kids to go out and audition for this uh, movie of the week. And they were looking for high school kids. So I, I went and I took a few friends with me, you know, and, uh, we got there and it was like hundreds of kids, right. Just packed and outside. And I just thought, what the heck am I doing here? <laughs> what am I doing? You know? And, and uh, then they asked me to read, you know, the lines and I, I looked right into the camera and I read the lines and they were like, no, 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 you have to look at the reader and I'll, Oh, okay. Anyway, I got the job. It ended up being a, like, it was a supporting lead. I didn't know what the heck I was doing on that set. You know, I did not know how to act. I didn't know who, uh, I didn't know anything technical, you know, about, you know, how to face your, you know, just, I didn't know anything, but it was incredible because they believed in me mm-hmm. again. You know, people believed in me before I believed in myself. And after that, the casting director of that movie of the week uh, hooked me up with her friend who was an agent. And then after that, like a month later, I got a lead in another, you know, and it just started happening like that. It was the raw, um, it, it was just the rawness of being present. Sorry, I don't know how to turn these notifications off. Um, but it, it was that rawness of just being present in that moment. And that's, I think, my um, primary uh, talent is just mm-hmm. to be in the moment. And that's, yeah. I don't know any technique. Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That make you more sort of empathetic when you see new actors and actresses on sets with you that you're like, I've been there. I know what you're going through. Oh, I always invite, you know, they're intimidated, right? Because yeah. you know, she's a star yeah. and I'm always like, what's your name? Where are you from? Come, come hang out with me. And, you know, did, did, did they give you a smoothie? They gave me a smoothie. Let's get you a smoothie. Like, you know, I <laughs> want to make sure yeah. that they feel absolutely I'll yeah. take, we're near a coffee shop I'll say let's sneak away from set and we'll go sneak off and have a coffee and you know and absolutely make them as comfortable as possible because it also strips away that hierarchy mm-hmm. which 
should you know it's unfortunate that it's there, but it strips it down and lets them know, hey, I'm a, I'm a normal human being, you're mm -hmm. a normal human being, and let's make a movie together. Let's tell a human yeah. story together. So do you kind of split your time between Vancouver and Los Angeles? Or? Well, I'm primarily in, in LA. In LA and, now? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to university here. I went to Pepperdine and now oh, okay. that I went to USC. So it it's my home, mm -hmm. um, but there we shoot a lot in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. shoot. Yeah, you know, there's, there's a ton of stuff that shoots up there. So I, I will go and then I see all the friends and that, you know. Yeah. Did you do quarantine in Los Angeles then? Not anymore. But oh, did I do yeah. lockdown? Oh, yeah. yeah lockdown. Oh, yeah. I was, <laughs> it wasn't bad at all. Like all everybody was out because because of the weather, you know, yeah, Everyone just made the most of, of their yards and the gardens. I started my garden, you know, and nice. that <laughs> I was at the garden center and planting more stuff. And yeah, but then we have water restrictions now. So a lot of the plants, you know, mm -hmm. but yeah, it, it quarantine was great here. It got, you get to know all your neighbors and it's just like, yeah, it's like a village for a it second. really was like a surreal experience. I mean, everybody's baking and you know, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Where were you for quarantine? I was just here in Utah, and thankfully, uh, I had the podcast because otherwise, I would have been because I just I live alone, so that would have been wild. <laughs> uh, I'm just glad that I you don't have a pet. Do you want to see mine? I yes, brought, I brought my dog to uh, my neighbor's house here. Come here. Come here, Jeff. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Look who it is. He's looking out the window going, who is that? Where? <laughs> Who's that? Oh, there he is. Oh. <laughs> it's almost the size. It's almost bigger than mine. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name? Jet. Oh. He's that's great. adorable. Yeah. Well, that's, that's how I stay seen. You know, I have my yeah. dog, I take him for walks. I go to the dog park. That's like the best place on earth is the dog park. Mm -hmm. So was the, uh, was the thriller you did for lifetime, the deadly dance competition, was that like one of your first ones out of quarantine? Just no, shoot? I had done one, uh, before that called, uh, secrets in the mansion. Oh, and I think they changed the name to, no, they changed it to secrets in the mansion. What was the original name? That was 2020. That was actually during the time when uh, most people were yeah. home. And we were extremely cautious. Yeah, I'm uh, sure. Oh, and it was really bizarre because you have like so like I'm talking now and like you probably don't know half of what I'm saying or the expression I'm trying to make. And yeah. how do you do that? You know, at actors. You know, just to yeah. communicate, you need to, you know, the way your mouth moves or your, the way you, your tongue might do weird things or, you know, it, yeah. half of that was missing during like rehearsals. Right. But then we would take the masks off and it was just like, oh my God, there you are. Or, <laughs> you know, yeah. You really, you can't really take someone in when half yeah. their face is missing. Right. <laughs> that makes total sense to me. <laughs> so what's it like being in one of these thrillers, deadly dance competition? That sounds fun. Yeah. Um, well, I played the mom and, uh, <laughs> you know, of course on the first day, they, they always seem to do this. Like on the first or second day, it's either, um, you know, the, the climax of the movie where you're like, you're almost going to die. And oh my God, my daughter. Ah! <laughs> or it's the kissing scene where you're just like so passionately in love. And 
Yeah, you, it does seem like they do those on the first day, which is really funny. It is bizarre how, it's <laughs> first how it happens. And it, it, if it, if these things happen later, if we could film chronologically, of course, I mean, that's asking yeah. a lot. Um, but it would really, I, I actually wonder if it would, you know, impact the scenes, you know? The yeah, because on one hand, you think that it would give more time for the chemistry to grow. Exactly. But then on the other hand, it kind of breaks the ice and gets things there's sort of maybe an energy on that first day that, that they want I don't know it's interesting it, it, it you know what that's really insightful yeah <laughs> it's so true that, that that's a usually it's based on locations sure yeah we have access to the location and you know the schedule and all that um but, but it does seem like often the case I, I've talked to enough actors who said that that yeah they usually film the kiss on the first day which is yeah, so funny second day, it is bizarre and it, <laughs> it does break the ice it does break the ice maybe, yeah. maybe that is why yeah We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the good folks at Baker Publishing Group. They have a special deal right now. If you go to their website, bakerbookhouse.com slash featured slash hallmarkies and enter code hallmarkies40, that you will get 40% off any of the books that we're talking about today. And today we are talking about sweet historical romances. This is the perfect book for the hearty in your life. If you have a fan of One Calls the Heart, they will love these books. First, let's start with Under the Starry Skies by Tracy Peterson. When an accident leaves Cassandra Barton incapacitated, she spends her time compiling a book of stories about the men working on the Santa Fe Railroad. But worry grows as revolutionaries set out to destroy the railroad. As danger intensifies, Cassie and her longtime friend Brandon must rely on their faith to overcome the obstacles that stand in the way. Next, A Model of Devotion by Mary Connolly. A brilliant engineer, Jillie Stiles, sets her focus on fulfilling her dream of building a mountaintop railroad and remaining independent. But when a cruel and powerful man goes to dangerous lengths to try to make Jillie his own, marrying her friend Nick may be the only way to save herself and her dreams. Next, A Daughter's Courage by Misty M. Beller. Charlotte Durand sets out on an expedition in search of a skilled artisan who can repair a treasured chalice, but her hike becomes much more daunting when a treacherous snowstorm sets in. When Damien Levette finds Charlotte stranded, they must work together to survive the peril of the mountains against all odds. A Gem of Truth by Kimberly Woodhouse, longing for a fresh start, Julia Schultz takes a job as a Harvey girl at the El Tovar Hotel, where she's challenged to be her true self. United by the discovery of a legendary treasure, Julia and master jeweler Christopher Miller find hope in each other. But when Julia's past catches up with her, will she lose everyone's trust? Then The Lady of Galway Manor by Jennifer Dybul. In 1920 Galloway, amid the Irish War of Independence, the daughter of a British landlord becomes an apprentice jeweler to the descendant of the creator of the famed Clotta Ring. As the two learn to work together and see each other in a new light, they start to uncover the true meaning of love, loyalty, and friendship. And finally, The Secrets of Emberwild by Stefania H. McGee. Nora Fenton inherits a struggling horse farm and a dangerous secret from her father, one that new horse trainer Silas Cavallaro threatens to uncover as he searches for the truth behind his own father's death. 
As the two grow closer over their shared passion for horses, the mysteries and dangers of the past loom closer than ever. So head over to bakerbookhouse.com slash featured slash Hallmarkies to pick up one of these great books and use code Hallmarkies40 for 40% off these titles from November 14th to December 12th. That's bakerbookhouse.com slash featured slash Hallmarkies and use code Hallmarkies40 for 40% off. So you were on Unreal yeah. for a long time. Uh, for the, so, uh, and that had a lot of Hallmark talent, a lot of Hall stars uh, oh, yeah. in that one. Uh, so remind me what your character was on that. And... Oh God, here we go. Yeah. On, on that, <laughs> here we go. We're going to go back into time. Maya, Maya right? Maya. And she had, re- well, in season one, she had recently been, uh, she had been engaged to someone who had broken it off with her. And she was, you know, heartbroken, trying to get back out there into the scene, uh, you know, to find, I, to find true love. And it was in a way for her to try to recover from that, from that wound. And unfortunately, of course, it backfired because Maya was, you know, I mean, I played her in a way that was very close to myself, actually. I, uh-huh. I, I'm not a big drinker. I'm not a big partier, you know, and that's kind of how Maya is or was. Right. You know, and uh, unfortunately, in order to, it's like high school, you know, yeah. and then mean girls, right? And unfortunately, in order to come, because we're all competing for the for the man, I had to kind of get into that, uh, into that competition in a way that just wasn't authentic to Maya, you know, to, to yeah. me. So that's when I was, uh, my character was taken advantage of. And mm-hmm. you know. yeah, I remember, I, I actually do remember that. Uh, it's been a while since I watched the show, but yeah. I remember that. It was hard uh, to film that. It was devastating to film that. Yeah. Yeah. And and also the other actor, um, he he had t- shared a story with me about a friend of his who had actually done something like that. And so it, it was just very real and very hard to film. It was very yeah. hard for the director to even, you know, look at the footage that they mm-hmm. were collecting because it was yeah. so raw. I can imagine. Yeah, that would definitely be grueling. It must be hard being an actor and kind of processing uh, when you have a tough shoot like that. Yeah. Well, for me, I try not to anticipate it, even though I know it's mm. going to be a hard day. I, I, I put together a soundtrack, you know, that I yeah. listen to. That's a good um, idea. It re- Music really helps to stir my emotions in whichever direction they need to go. Mm-hmm. When I have a character, I try to imagine what their home would look like, what their room would look like, what, you know, not just their wardrobe, but you know, how they live and, um, and also what kind of music they listen to yeah. what art they're exposed to, if any. And so in this case, I was listening to uh, London grammar, London grammar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had her first uh, album out at the time uh, and it was really deep and impactful mm-hmm. and uh, it got me to the place I needed to go to. And unfortunately, I don't, I don't go to those places very often. Um, but when I do, it's very hard to come out of it. It's yeah. like we cut and I'm still crying and mm-hmm. I st- I, because it's finally come, come at, coming out of me after mm-hmm. so many years of repression or, you know, yeah. so it's real. It's very real. Well, it's good that you have fun Christmas movies to dive into as well. <laughs> Break things up. Yeah. 
Yeah. And man, this was my first single and ready to jingle. Yes. I mean, it's amazing. If you were, if you grew up in Vancouver, or if you spent a lot of time in Vancouver, that's your first Christmas movie. Yes. And it was incredible. It yeah. was an incredible shoot. Uh-huh. My director, Wendy Ord, a fascinating woman, Canada's uh-huh. very first AD. And she finally is like, uh-huh. and she's, she's done many, you know, uh, indies and documentaries and such, uh, including, you know, starring in her own. And this to her though, was just pure joy. She's just a little spitfire, you know, uh, tiny little, you know, I don't know, five feet tall, petite, you know, ballerina type. And she is a force to be reckoned with. We had an incredible time working together. That's great. I didn't realize that. Uh, how did you get involved in the project? Did, did you send a self tape or did they come to you? No, or? Yeah, they came to me with huh? it and uh, I read the script and, uh, I was like, wait a minute, is she going to be in the bikini in the snow? Because we got to talk about this, you know, and then <laughs> it yeah and uh she doesn't she doesn't end up uh, going to the you know I'm not gonna give the movie away but right but uh it was fantastic to work with Eddie as well Eddie Ruddle uh yeah well why don't you tell us just a little bit about it about the movie so (laughs) so I play a character who um I guess I'm I'm a corporate exec at a Christmas uh, toy uh, company and you know I'm in the innovation department and the sales and I guess, I mean, we didn't really get into detail about the, the you know, exact specifications of my career, but I do know that I was sick of Christmas because the whole year, all I'm doing is thinking about Christmas toys and sales and, and, um, and being number one, you know, yeah, yeah. our primary uh, products being number one. So I'm in the corporate setting and Christmas, the magic of Christmas kind of faded into the abyss because I was so primarily focused on, you know, what a corporate setting does to you, which is money. And, um, and it took away from that magic. So I asked my assistant to book me on a trip. You know, it's the first year. I'm just like, I can't go home for Christmas because my mom's going to ask me why I don't have a boyfriend again. You know, every year she's like, why don't you have a man? Why don't you have a man? So finally I tell my assistant, get me out of here. I need a break. I need a holiday. Send me on a singles vacation. I need, I need to go to the Caribbean. Just get me out of here. So she books me on a flight to uh, St. Martin, St. Martin. Uh-huh. And, um, and she ends up booking me to the wrong St. Martin. St. Martin. <laughs> Hope I'm right. So it's like, it's like, so you end up getting stuck in like this Christmas town, right? Accidentally, Basically. she sends me to Alaska. Oh, so I'm on this flight and I've got my straw hat and my like, you know, oh dress. my gosh. And I'm looking, I get on the board, I board the plane and there's everybody's dressed in winter coats and winter hats. And I'm thinking like, <laughs> what's wrong with these people? You know, <laughs> anyways, and we land in Alaska, St. John, sorry, not St. Martin, St. John, St. John. Okay. Alaska. Okay. Because it's supposed to be St. John's, the Caribbean. Right. And we land there and it's a blizzard and a storm. And I'm just like, what the heck? Okay, this <laughs> got to be a stopover, right? Uh-huh. Because I'm supposed to be going to the Caribbean to meet hot men. Hello, I'm trying to go to a singles resort here. And I end up stuck there. And because of the snow, the snowstorm, I'm stuck. And I meet Eddie um, and uh, Eddie Ruddle. And, and uh, 
we uh, he 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 essentially rescues rescues me from from being deserted in this snowstorm, and yeah, he takes me to uh, yeah to you know, the inn that they have that he runs with his sibling, and um, that's where everything kind of begins. That is cute. That sounds fun. Yeah, that's, and that the beauty of it is, she goes from being this like corporate exec type, you know, very very like very particular almost LA like I kind of tried to bring the LA vibe yeah yeah (laughs) and (laughs) and yet and it's all slowly stripped down she doesn't Mm -hmm. have the right wardrobe you know for the place so she has to borrow clothes so she's stripped of her you know her outer shell right and then the insides start to warm up and she's she's restored her heart and her the the true meaning of Christmas is restored Mm -hmm. through this genuine family that takes her in and and shows her what love and christmas is really all about and and it's a beautiful story and incredible actors and an incredible director and Mm -hmm. we had amazing access to to locations that were just phenomenal the whole crew everybody was really incredible to work with it was one of my favorite films that i've ever made was this in vancouver that you shot it it was in Kelowna. Oh, okay. Like five yeah. hours north of Vancouver. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm being in LA, it was 80 degrees here, you know, and get to Vancouver, get, get in the rental car and drive straight. And I uh-huh. had my dog jet with me and we opened the door to get out and it is, it, it was snowing and it was like, I opened the car door and I'm like, oh, should I close it? I look at jet. And I'm like, what are we doing here? So this was filmed in winter. It was filmed in February. Yeah. Oh, nice. It was really snowing and it was really freezing. And I was really <laughs> straight out of LA. <laughs> it was actually a hot February. In LA. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's good. That that helps you to get into character, I would think. Because you're not in like, you're not filming in July. Exactly. Like exactly. a lot of these are. <laughs> yeah, well, Unreal. Unreal, we would film in November and we we're wearing bikinis, you know. Oh, in right. Canada. So certainly I, w- I was prepared for the worst. Uh, it wasn't that bad. There were yeah. a couple of scenes, you know, where I'm, I'm the initial scenes where I'm in my dress and at the airport and it's snowing outside and everyone's looking at me like all the extras are, right. how do you do this? And I'm like, honey, I've been through way worse than this. You don't even know. This is paradise. Don't worry. Even Wendy, the director was like, Natasha, cut. She's like, cut, cut. She'd come up to me, Natasha, you, you don't look cold enough. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay okay because I was so used to blocking it out you know that right I yeah self feel it and then I couldn't I couldn't warm up to save my life after that <laughs> you got paired with Edward like you were saying yeah. in this and is there anything that you did to try to build a chemistry uh oh in- absolutely well day one uh, day one, I was like, oh God, who is this guy? He's always asking for lip balm, you know, <laughs> in between takes, he's like, he disappears. And, I'm, uh, you know, in between uh, setups, sorry, you know, he, he yeah. takes off somewhere and he's just like, oh God. I remember just going like, oh, male actors, you know? <laughs> and then we started an inside joke, myself and some of the crew going like, we, we just started recording him whenever he would um, ask for lip balm. <laughs> we were going to make like a gag reel, but that was day one. Day two, we had our kiss. Right. Uh-huh. And, and he thought I was going to be a nightmare too, because I remember it's like, I'm very, very, when I'm on set, I'm working, I'm yeah. there, I'm dedicated, you know, I'm helping whatever I can. If you got to move, like I'm right there. 
Uh-huh. I don't leave. I don't leave except for to go to my trailer for my dog, right? For Jet. But I don't leave otherwise. I'm there. If you're looking for me, just just look. I'm like right at your shoulder at all times. So um, <laughs> I remember telling Eddie, like, bro, can you just can you just stay here in between setups so we can review, you know, the next uh-huh. thing? And and he'd be like, oh yeah, sure, you know. But after that. He was inspired by my work ethic, he says. Actually, everybody was good because it, I'm, I'm so excited to work. It's my yeah, sure. passion. And, and uh, you know, sometimes doing movie after movie, especially crew and maybe other actors, they just get, it's just one thing after another. And, you know, it, they forget the reason why they even act, right? It's like a paycheck or, a, you know, it, the, 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 the heart of it disappears. Sure. So. Yeah. You know, and I'm like a kid in a candy store every time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's like Napoleon Dynamite with that lip balm, huh? <laughs> oh my God, he's going to hate me for saying We're such good friends, by the way. Like, I could probably put him on FaceTime right now. But, <laughs> but um, it, so it started like that. And then, and then we did the kiss scene and I was like, okay. And then after that, it, I did break the ice. And we, we were staying in the same hotel. We were a few uh, floors apart. And after he he brought his espresso machine because he lives in Vancouver and he transported uh-huh. it. So I'm an espresso machine lover or espresso <laughs> lover. So yeah. he would then start making me coffees, you know, in the morning and come down to, you know, and give it to me. But every night after work, after 14 hours or whatever, we would go back to my hotel room, review the scenes for the next day. You know, we were shooting like 12 pages a day and go into every word. God bless you. God, go into every word, every piece of the dialogue, and we would tie it in, we would reread the script, and we just worked on this, like, you know, as if we had written it. It was just mm-hmm. something so beautiful. Uh, after So after the initial idea that we maybe wouldn't like each other, we ended up just absolutely adoring each other. And you can see it in the movie. You can see us just being so alive and so in the moment because we worked very hard on the prep. That's that. great. Every night, every night after after we shot, we would go back mm-hmm. to the hotel and study for the next uh, for the following day. Yeah, well, that's great. Uh, it sounds like this has a lot of comedy. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, well, it's, it's gonna be funny. funny. We didn't. It wasn't written as a comedy. So, uh-huh. uh, but but just I guess just I, I think it just started as one because as as I said when we started shooting those those scenes with the uh, the with the the initial scenes at the at the airport. <laughs> it was hysterical to me because it's like I think I just tried I I brought a lot of I think in my head I just brought a lot of what an LA person would do mm-hmm. you know and yeah it just turned hilarious and it almost <laughs> turned slapstick and then we had yeah. to bring it back I remember when uh-huh. like, let's bring it back a little bit and you know blend it in a little bit but the producer was just flying off of his chair you know, he would just, he, he's like, I, I haven't laughed out loud during a take in years, you know? And so that was really nice that it ended up turning into yeah. a comedy. And Eddie's really, uh, really smart and comical. So sometimes we would tweak the dialogue to make it like extra witty, you know? So we uh-huh. leave in little things or, or even some of the physical comedy. And so when the two of us worked together, we just created that. And it was just, it's really going to be great to watch. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah it should be fun. Well, very good. We'll look forward to the to the movie. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. 
Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. Fun holiday questions to end the interview off with. Okay. Ready. First question. What is your favorite holiday drink? I actually like eggnog. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. What is your favorite holiday cookie or treat? Ooh, you know, I like fruitcake. Oh, yeah. There we go. (laughs) I'm so boring. Do you have a place in LA that makes good fruitcake? I don't know yet because I've been in Europe for Christmas. Oh, okay. So, um, and there is darn good fruitcake all over Europe. Uh, um, yeah, that makes sense. I can find a place that uh, has European fruitcake. I'm there. If you know yeah. if anybody, yeah. knows, please. People, people listening, put in the comments if you know. <laughs> in the comments, yes, I'm looking. There's got to be a place. LA has everything. I know. I know. So. <laughs> what is your favorite Christmas song or carol? Ooh, I love Silent Night. Mm-hmm. I Good love one. Silent Night. I like Jingle Bell Rock so much. And oh. I also like, um, it's a, it's a Beatles song. So this is, oh, the, yeah. The happy Christmas. Yeah. 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 Hey, did you know that Silent Night was written for the guitar originally? You're kidding me. Yeah. It's a true story that the, the uh, the, there was a uh, congregation in Germany that they were planning on playing on the organ, but then the organ got broken. And so then they, they wrote a song for the, uh, for the guitar. Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> now I have to find the acoustic version of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just to keep it authentic. That's right. That's right. Well, what's your favorite Christmas song? I love Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas is my favorite kind of secular one. And then like religious one, probably What Child Is This? Oh, so good. Brilliant. Do you go to Midnight Mass? I have never been to Midnight Mass. I would like to go. uh, And uh, it's something I've thought about a lot of times, but I've just never done it. Uh, I'm not a, I'm a, um, I'm not a traditional Christian. I'm a Mormon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we don't have midnight mass in our, uh, in our church, but yeah. I would still love to go and, and experience it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. With all the candles and just, just for the, yeah, it would be cool spirit of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the big one here in Salt Lake, uh, you have to actually get tickets for, cause I looked into it one time, uh, but I should look into it this year. Cause hey, that would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just me. Yeah. That would be cool. <laughs> all right. Uh, th- Next question. What is your favorite classic Christmas movie? Ooh. Gosh. You want the truth? Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up watching movies. Yeah. Television. Um, 
but the only one that comes to mind is uh is uh the charlie brown yes yeah charlie that's brown. so good it's, yeah, yeah that's that's the one that i, I remember watching multiple times like for multiple christmases one of my favorites okay which do you like better scrooge or the grinch Ooh, do i have to shoot this up Ooh, this is tough uh i like scrooge okay good uh <laughs> which do you like better Co clear lights or colored I like cleared, clear lights. Okay. Would you rather be in a snowball fight or build a snowman? Ooh, snowball fight for sure. Okay. There's one in the movie, by the way. There is one in the movie. Oh, good, good. Uh, do you consider yourself a good gift wrapper or not? Oh, I try to be, and I always seem to tear, tear, to tear the, uh, the, when I do the corners and I tape it, it's, I pull so tight oh, that yeah. I don't have to do it all over again. So <laughs> I think I'm good with enough practice. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Do you have an ugly Christmas sweater? I sure do. I've got a few because I oh. wear them just throughout the year. <laughs> What's your ugliest, ugly Christmas sweater? Oh, um, it's pretty raggedy. It's something I've probably had for maybe 15, 16 years, 16 years. Yeah. And it's got all the threads taken out of it. And it's just a Christmas tree with different ornaments and yeah. the star is kind of hangs out, hangs out on the side. Yeah. Um, it's one of those really atrocious ones that I would just wear in private. Mm -hmm. That sounds good. Well, then you did it. You answered all the questions. Is that it? Is that all we got for Christmas? Oh, congratulations. More Christmas than that. Do you want to spend it with your friends or family? Are you going to be traveling anywhere? Do you put up a Christmas tree? Is it alive or is it, is it a plastic one? <laughs> you have I could go on yeah <laughs> hey bless your dog up <laughs> no this year I'm gonna have a real Christmas tree the the truth is I've never had a Christmas tree in my life oh my god yeah and um and so you know it'll be really nice if I can uh -huh. I always seem to be traveling and this year I'll be yeah. as well so it's just uh actually no this year I'll be here but then soon after I'll be away. So I just mm -hmm. feel sad to let a tree die. Oh yeah. You know, and then you drag it out and you throw it onto the street. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's so sad. So, I just can't do a live tree by myself. It's too heavy <laughs> and too difficult. Yeah. I tried one year and it was a disaster. <laughs> All the pine needles get everywhere. Yeah. You're it everywhere. like fell over and then I couldn't. And so I was just getting more and more upset as I just couldn't get it to work. And then, so I finally called her friend, uh, the leader of our church. I called of our congregation. I called him and I was crying and I was like, my tree and he came over saved the day he had a saw and everything and he got it all equal and and i uh, told him he saved christmas oh <laughs> i'm so glad you knew who to reach out to yeah <laughs> but after that i was like i'm never doing a live tree again <laughs> yeah that that i think that's a pretty deep uh, ptsd trauma yeah it really <laughs> it runs deep not revisit that for you <laughs> <laughs> well if people want to follow you on social media, things like that, how can they do that? Uh, so <laughs> I think it's official Natasha Wilson or it's Natasha Wilson official. I actually don't know my <laughs> one second and I will tell them, I will tell you it is, it is, what the heck is my Instagram? I'm so bad at this. Uh, where do you even find it? 
Wait, okay, wait. I can't even see anything here. Uh, what's where do you find? Oh, see, official. I, I see you on Twitter, just Natasha Wilson. Yes, and my Instagram is official, official. Natasha Wilson, which you okay, can backwards there. But yeah, and that's my picture. I look like that, and I've got red Christmas pants on. So there you have it. Okay, good. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not very. Wow, well, we'll have all of that in the description so people can follow you. And thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. And you know, you're welcome to, I've got a few movies coming out after this. Um, I, I shot about, I don't know, three more after or something, two or three more. I can't mm -hmm. remember. Um, so you're welcome to, um, you know, talk to me about those anytime you like after our Christmas lineup is done. And Sounds everyone good. should watch it. It's December 11th on the Lifetime Movie Network on Lifetime. The Lifetime oh, okay. channel. Uh-huh. LMN, I think. Oh, it's on the movie network? I don't know, isn't it? <laughs> I think it's on regular. I think. Well, let me check. Regular? The other ones always show up to the Lifetime Movie Network. So I've been told. Yeah. Tons Let's of see here. Let me check. Watch. Yeah. So it's just on, it's on the regular Lifetime. Okay. On, uh, yeah, on Sunday, uh, December 11th at eight, seven central. So yeah. definitely y'all should check it out. And, uh, thanks again for coming on and I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Enjoy your tree. Thank you. And your yes. dog. And thank you guys so much for, for the interest. And I do this work for you. So it brings me great joy to know that people will love this. I know they'll love it because I saw the cut and, yes. and it'll get everybody in the mood. And feel free to send me messages. I, I think Brian Rubery, the writer, is going to do a live stream. And uh, he's on Instagram, Brian mm -hmm. Rubery. Mm -hmm. And it's his first script that's been made in 40, yeah. 40 years of trying. So this is a big deal to him. And he's going to probably FaceTime me at that mm -hmm. point as well. And then maybe I'll FaceTime Wendy. So we'll have a whole viewing party. So please nice. tune in. Yeah, great. Well, I hope you have very, very Merry Christmas. <laughs> God bless. I appreciate that very much. And you too, please have a really heart-filled feast of a Christmas with all the turkey you can eat. I'd like to thank Natasha for coming on the podcast. This was a lot of fun. She's got a lot of spirit. I really enjoyed talking to her. So let us know what you think of all the different things that we talked about. Love to hear in the comments section. And you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. Also make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmark's Pod, Hallmark's Podcast. Our Facebook is still down. Uh, so don't follow us there, but everywhere else you can follow us. And uh, if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate that. And if you are listening and watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have the patron group, which is a lot of fun and the merch store. So check that out. You can still make your orders for holiday deliveries from the merch store this week. So please take a look and thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to y'all later. And thanks to Natasha. Merry Christmas.